0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into the Lions 24-7 podcast. Tyler Donahue and Sean Fitz with you once more, and the fourth official visit weekend of June is in the books for Penn State. And so is the June visit period across college football. And what a whirlwind month this was for every college football program, for so many 2020 two prospects. And of course, everyone in this industry trying to track the latest developments. And if you followed along at Lines 24-7, our team has done a great job at 24-7 Sports. Here in Happy Valley and across the country, but here because we focus in on Penn State recruiting, head on over to lines 247com Check out the coverage that has gone up just in Sunday morning and, and sit there and have a time. Um, you may not come away with all the answers you're looking for, but you're going to come away with some the latest that is offered out there, right there on the recruiting, recruiting trail. And Sean, I know you're pretty well from this month. Um, Steve, Brian, can't say enough about the work they've done providing analysis for us here on the podcast on the site but now it's time <laughs> as we exit through the visit period to get some proof in the pudding in the form of pledges and Penn State has work to do there
1: going to going to spend july convincing our wives that we were not degenerates that spend all day on our phone as we did in june and going to do the same in August and then we'll get right back to it in September. So that'll be <laughs> fun. Can't wait for that one. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been quite a whirlwind, but yeah, I think, I think as, I, as we closed the podcast the other day talking about, you know, everybody wants commitments, everybody wants them now. And I think we've, we've, it's sort of crested that, that Hill. And now it's going to, I think they're going to start coming in um, whether that's, you know, before this podcast gets out, it's hard to say, or whether it's, you know, throughout the week, I look at a lot of kids, they're lining up July 4th, which to me is awful, but you know that's uh, <laughs> that's not my that's not my decision for them to to make that uh, or for when they want to make that decision. So looking in that first week of July, and that's going to get really busy, and I think it's going to sort of flutter out from there. Because I was talking to a, to a college coach about this earlier this week. I mean, the kids are very aware there are limited scholarships out there this this year, especially with the portal, how things have gone with with COVID and and sort of the rush that we expect in July. It's going to. Come back on them, and it's it's going to come fast. And you know you're going to see guys that fall, you know, just inexplicably fall to um, programs that may have been their third, fourth, fifth choice, something like that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. And 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 June was very um, crazy when you because when you think about it, and I think I talked about this last week. The official visits are pretty much all that a lot of these kids, especially the ones that are. On this level, on this tier that Penn State is recruiting right now, that's really what they have to go off of. It's not a clear uh, indication of what they're going to get at the next level, but it's a pretty nice way to you know i guess form a very high opinion of a school if that makes sense so i think that that's that's going to be very interesting cuz you're not really getting the real experience when you're coming on campus for an unofi- or for an official visit and these kids haven't had a chance to get ahead of that with unofficials for games when they're sophomores and juniors and things like that and or camps or just straight up unofficial junior days things like that um so it's going to be very fascinating to see how this this sort of ripple effect goes. I think we're going to see a lot of commitments uh, at a ton of schools. I think Penn State's going to go on a little run here, but it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out and sort of the 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 A to B, B to C, C to D type thing that comes out of this.
0: We will examine what comes next here a little bit later on the show. Um, fully expecting that commitment wave to start moving. Uh, you may not wait. have to wait until July 4th either. By the way, July 4th has become, for whatever reason, a huge commitment day. I was talking about this with Sean this morning. Not sure why. Not great when you're looking to show a little bit, but it sounds like we'll have to be on red alert for really the next few days at least, Sean, and then into July. But let's look back very quickly at this past weekend, which in a lot of ways kind of encapsulated what June was for college football coaching staffs. So you had just such a a massive event going on on campus, not only with all the official visitors, but we were able to go on Friday to the IM fields at Penn State, get a long look at, at, at dozens of seven on seven teams representing high school programs from across the region. That tournament was ultimately won by Highland Springs out of Virginia, uh, beating Newman Garetti here in Pennsylvania. Um, and and it was a long day. Mark Brennan was there from start to finish, taking a bunch of shots on his camera. Those galleries are up on the site. Sean and I were also there. And, and Sean, first off, I mean the golf carts were in full force. You saw the support staff, which which goes a lot deeper than I think a lot of people understand on weekends like this for Penn State. Um, and, and really, to me, what I come away with was watching the commitments interact with each other. 11 of the 12 Penn State commitments for the 2022 class on campus and a moment that was a long time coming for
1: this group. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always entertaining to see the golf carts just you know, whether it's prospects, whether it's you know Brent Pry driving around linebackers, or you know Franklin's everywhere on that on that day. Whether it be you know running over and checking out Bo Perbula, throwing throwing around a little bit, or some of the other guys, uh, uh, Anthony Poindexter was sort of glued to Kevin Winston or KJ Winston uh, and Dematha. So it's it's funny to see them all running around. You didn't get the the big lineup. You know how we talked about in the past, like five or six carts setting up to watch Julian Fleming or, you know, Micah you really, Parsons Yeah, Micah Parsons <laughs> has had that, uh, that entourage before you didn't really get that. There were, there were a lot of quality players on campus. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know that there was a, a singular guy that they were focused in on as much as they had been in the past of those guys. So, um, so that was fun, but it, it was great to, to watch some competition. I mean, we, we've been locked out of camps and, and that's fine. I, I get why they, you know, why, why Penn state has done that, but it's been nice to get back and see some competition, see some of these prospects that we've been, Hearing about for a long time, um, and it was it was flat out entertaining just to just to see um, you know guys that we probably haven't seen in at least two years, maybe more, maybe never at all. So that's that, yeah. that was fun to see as well. So um, you, as you mentioned, Highland Springs took down uh, Newman Garetti. Uh, just a, it's a long day. At the end of the long day, it was a pretty good championship game. Uh, Newman Goretti actually dropped a touchdown pass that probably would have won it for him. But I mean, at the end of a long day, you you really. You know, you can't really say anything because that's a that's a tough one for the coaches, the players, and and even the media. I was a little sore after covering that for the first time. I haven't been out to, you know, the the lower back and the legs. Just uh, they haven't been up for that all uh, all season or all summer long.
0: I got fried. I got sunburned bad, Sean, and, and yeah, that was a
1: that's a rookie mistake right there. Yeah. You you should know better. You've been out to these things enough. And it was, it was warm. I'm not going to lie. It was warm on, on Friday, but it was a, it was a good day. It was well-organized. It was on schedule, which, you know, for these things, it never happens at all. So kudos to the, to the support team. I, I tell you what, the support team, um, the recruiting team, the coaches, they, they've got to be exhausted after this month. There's been so many visitors, so many, um, and it's not just the weekends, every day, unofficial visitors, guys working out, things like that. So there's been a lot to track and, and we've done a, I thought we've done a pretty good job on it. Lions247.com. Um, if, if we want to plug ourselves here. Um, but yeah, it was a, a very active time, very good seven on seven. Um, a lot of great athletes all over the state, all over the region. So that was, that was fun to cover.
0: Now, in theory, um, you know, Sean, this should be, you know, this should be the only June we don't get a long look at camps, but but getting back toward the tail end of this, at least for one event… Um, we didn't just get to see some recruits we have to see some some Penn State players obviously they're involved with hosting some of these prospects who are on campus and you know j- just seeing some of their physical development it's been a long time since we stood kind of toe to toe just a few feet or a few yards away from Penn State players everything's been so virtual a guy like Keith Nellis stood out to me as he's moving over to safety his physical progress since we last saw him in person stands out and then the prospects let's face it some of these guys last time we saw them if we saw them at all they were 15 16 years old just starting to to, to come on the rise. Now they got facial hair. They got a bunch of offers. Many of them are committed to Penn State. And the one guy who was committed to Penn State and was involved with the seven on seven tournament was Bo Prabula, quarterback commit, and and out there with Central York. That's a team that that I know they lost their top wide receiver. I don't know who else they they may have been missing. It sounds like they were trying to work in some inexperienced players. Wasn't a great afternoon. They they advanced to the knockout round, but they were pretty quickly eliminated. Um, it seemed like there was some trouble separating downfield for some of his targets. So didn't get the the, the best look at Bo Perbula, and plus in that, I've talked about this before, big difference between him and Drew Aller. In this situation, it's going to favor a guy like Drew, whereas Bo, you'd like to see him be able to move, become that threat with his legs a little bit. This isn't really that... But Mike Yersuch was there for, for every snap that I saw. Uh, Mike Yersuch was posted up on his golf cart. Drew, Drew Aller and his family watched some of Bo Prabula, And that's one thing I will mention coming out of this visit. There's been, okay, are they going to really sign two quarterbacks? Are these guys getting along? I can tell you I've covered two quarterback classes before that were very cold. Guys didn't have any communication. They just figured they'd have to talk when they got to campus and they'd have to figure it out when they got in that quarterback room. That is not the case here, Sean. Coming off of conversations with both Drew and Bo a lot of mutual respect and just a complete understanding that the competition is already underway. They're getting to campus in January. Who knows what this room will look like in 2022, but both those guys are going to be ready. And they understand that they have a counterpart within this class. I think it's a very good thing and a strong effort by Mike Yursich to to manage what it takes with two QB classes.
1: And that mutual respect can go a long way. I mean, I know you know complimenting complimentary quarterbacks isn't really a thing because you're not going to see both those guys on the field at the same time. but it's nice that you know uh, Oller's your big tall pocket passer and Prabula is a guy that can move around and do some things and and you're right. this isn't the this isn't the place that you can properly evaluate what he does. Um, that's more on the film side of things. So curious to see how that continues to play out. Um, you know, talk to college co- a visiting college coach that was watching him. Said he looked pretty good. He was pretty impressed with what uh, with what Prabula was able to to do. Um, not sure that he's ever seen him in person before, but um, you know that was uh, certainly some uh, a compliment that's that's worth noting there. So um, yeah, I think it goes with that. And then yeah, you move on to the official visitors. A bunch of guys in uh, in on campus this weekend. Eleven of them committed. And as you mentioned, it uh, I think in the uh, the mailbag earlier or late late last week, um, that can go a long way with the visitors. I mean, I, you look at that list and nobody really pops in terms terms of of guys that you would expect to maybe commit before they leave maybe cam miller uh abdul carter who was the guy that we were teasing as the uh the the quote unquote mystery visitor last week that got out i think even before we were able to publish the podcast um but uh it's uh it was a, a group that i think that really came together you've talked to a bunch of commits since then and it, it was really a good bond from those guys that have been you know maybe committed but not uh as tight as they could be because they haven't met each other yet
0: Yeah. There was a lot of anticipation during recent months for this weekend and and coming out of the weekend did have a chance Sunday. And now into Monday, I have a few more calls set up for after we record here. And I think our listeners will hear from an official visitor uh, on the second episode this week. So go inside that weekend a little bit more, but generally speaking, they understood what was at stake here as a chance to to lay the groundwork for, or get the guys to the finish line uh, for building out this class. They get that, that in certain cases, a guy like Darius Clemens, who was very close with Caden Saunders, something that we've discussed and written about they get that Darius Clemens is not going to come out and, and commit this week. He, he plans on taking this one deep. Whereas other guys, you are bracing yourself for a July commitment. And, and just kind of speaking, I would say they, they certainly feel like they moved the needle in, in, a, in a significant way with Cam Miller, uh, the cornerback who was up from the, from Florida. Um, sounds like confidence about George Petaway at running back and one of the several uh, four-star running backs who've been to campus during uh, recent weekends and one of two along with Damari Olston this past weekend. And I'll also tell you what KJ Winston coming to campus on a weekend that, uh, previously was kind of slotted as his trip to Notre Dame. And that's not coming to fruition. Instead was back for seven on seven football with the Matha Catholic. What's five, six days removed from his official visit and speaking with Tyrese Mills, um, you know, who's who's committed at safety. Uh, he really wants to see KJ Winston land in that safety room with him next year. Um, they feel like it, you know, it's, it's a matter of, of, Walking that that line for these guys, respecting that that you know, these players, these prospects are going through something that's very personal, um, and everyone needs to get to the, a commitment on their own timeline. But also trying to really stress that Penn State is the right place, and I think the opportunity to get on campus for forty eight hours have a pool party, have all these meals together. And and by the way, the prospects are doing their thing. Mom, dad, grandparents, siblings, they're all doing their thing as well and and they're becoming closer. So big bonding weekend, certainly for this committed group. But I do think that ultimately, when you look back at at what happened Friday through Sunday, you can see it maybe pushing guys to that finish line. And and I think we'll hear that in some post-commitment interviews occurring in the next two, three weeks.
1: These seem like a. This group seems like a, a group that was going to maybe play it out a little bit longer. Darius Clemens has talked about going to what January. Emil Wagner has talked about, uh, in, I think, announcing at the uh, the All American Bowl in January. Right. George Petaway wants to go the distance. He still wants to take some some fall officials. So uh, Abdul Carter doesn't seem like he's. You know, really ready to 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 lock this one down or anything like that. Although you got to like where Penn State stands. I think uh, South Carolina and Ole Miss, the other two in there. So um, you can get him back on campus in July, maybe. Uh, I think he's going to Ole Miss in July, so maybe get them up for, for an unofficial or something like that and see what's going on. That'd be three times this summer, which would, would be notable. Um, Damari Alston, I could see that playing out in the long run as well. Very interested to see where they go at running back here. Um, you know, as we've kind of documented, Singleton, Nick Singleton um, out of Reading, you know, has taken a take has taken a couple of extra official visits. Of course, love Notre Dame, then went to, te- to Texas A&M, then went to Alabama. So you're curious where his head is at after those trips. I, I still think Penn, State pretty good shot at Omari and Hampton. I, I didn't think that before last week. Um, they blew him away on his visit. He did end up going to North Carolina over the weekend, but you know you just heard some things that were like Penn State really changed his his mindset heading into that Carolina visit. So uh, I think he's slotted to announce in July, sometime later in July, I believe it is. Um, So it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. We talked about it on the last episode last week about all those other running backs. Uh, Katron Allen's still out there. Ramon Brown went to Virginia Tech over the weekend. So there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of um, intrigue left in that running back room.
0: And Omari and Hampton, unless I'm mistaken, for a long time, Sean, you have been putting him up there with Singleton and saying a 1A, 1B. And, and, and Singleton, of course, the Pennsylvania prospect, that changes that narrative a bit. But we've talked a lot, a lot of running backs. I think we said, what, six, seven, four stars Oveen during the course of June. You've been pretty consistent for months now saying that Hampton is at the top of that list if you're writing in the name alongside Nick Singleton. So that's significant momentum if indeed it continues to carry that way for the nitty Lions.
1: Yeah. It seems like those two have been at the top for a while and you know you can say interchangeable, you can say whatever. Um, and then it seems like there's a little bit of a break there before you get to Petaway. Petaway, I think is awesome too. Like I think he's a really good running back. Uh, Ramon Brown's very good, probably more in the, um, not the spectacular guy, but very solid, very kind of what you feel Miles Sanders was. And I think that Miles Sanders had a, a really good career here, but following saquon barkley it's you know it's tough to be quite spectacular um so i think that that's probably where you you slot him in and then um you know Demari Alston, Katron Allen, those guys. So there's going to be some intrigue left. Um, it, it would be very interesting to me if they if they do land one here in July, what that means for the second spot. Because as we said, there's not a ton of scholarships around there. There's a bunch of similar schools vying for kind of the same pool of talent. Um, you got George Petaway with with Penn State and Carolina up there. You know Florida's been mentioned with him, mentioned with Demari Alston. LSU's been mentioned with Demari Alston. Uh, North Carolina has been mentioned with Demari Alston. So there's a lot of that um, you know, vying for these couple of scholarships, but you've got a you know, a, a bunch of different guys just kind of playing the same deck of cards at this point. So that, that'll be very interesting to see where that goes. Uh, JB Nelson, the offensive lineman from Lackawanna was in town on Wednesday. Um, we've got, we've had crystal ball picks in for, for him pretty much, uh, you know, coming off of his offer in early June. So I still feel that that's probably if you're looking for a guy that could jump on board soon. Nelson seems to fit that bill. Um, Of course, we talked about Nate Bruce last week, uh, no longer part of the team. So um, would be some sort of uh, some measure of replacement there. So um, Nelson being on campus for an unofficial is, is certainly notable, especially heading into the dead period.
0: J.B. Nelson, very impressive. Just, just on the eye test. Uh, I, I don't think the photos that we had. I think Mark has a couple of fresh ones, but what we had previously, and I've been judging a lot of these guys based on the photos we have in our twenty four seven database. Uh, more impressive than I anticipated, uh, Kai, that is pretty well put together already uh, after his first year at the Juco level. And, and Sean, by the way, um, when we look through this group, uh, I did put that crystal ball and I followed you and Brian uh, for JB Nelson. I don't know when it happens, but he came out of this trip telling Doan that Penn State leads. And it just doesn't sound like there, there's a whole lot that's going to come out of left field and maybe push Penn State from that center location in his recruitment.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's um, you know, four years to play three certainly helps. Um, he's going to be a guy like uh, like the Lackawanna guys that have come in. They're going to have to develop. They're going to have to get into uh, a division one strength program and see where he goes, but he has the red shirt year available. He has that extra year from COVID available, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's valuable for, for guys like that. So see where he ends up. Um, he's an interior guy with potential. Maybe he's got some length to play some, some, uh, some tackle in the future, but I, I do think that there's a lot pushing him to Penn state right now. He's a Pittsburgh native Lackawanna. A lot of the things would, you know, just kind of piecing together the the context clues would have him pointed to Penn state.
0: We are bracing ourselves for a lot of commitments and commitment announcements. Sometimes they will be scheduled. Sometimes they will be not. Um, a couple already are scheduled for the upcoming weekend, Sean. We've got Keon Wiley set to announce July 3rd. He's coming off of a trip to Kentucky. He was at Penn State uh, the weekend before that. Um, and additionally, you've got Ryan Brubaker, the Nittany Lions legacy. He used an official visit at Penn State in early June. He'll be announcing he's one of those July 4th. We expect to see a lot of college commitments coming on the 4th of July on Sunday. Um, Those two are coming this weekend. I feel like there's a bunch that we can't confirm yet here on the podcast. I would say the message board at Lines 24 seven is the best spot to go for those initial confirmations. And we'll have stories on all these commitments and schedules and stuff, but those are two that we can certainly lock in for the upcoming weekend now.
1: Yeah, that's, I I think we're going to see a bunch of announcements of announcements and that's, you know. T- going to get me turning my notifications on, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, I think the first week of, of July is really going to be, and that's just going to be a national thing you're going to get with, uh, you know, the July 4th commitments, uh, you know, July 3rd makes sense. you got a, you know, a barbecue or a family picnic or something like that. And I, I think that's really where that comes together and, and you can't get on campus anywhere for the next couple of weeks. So it, it makes sense to sort of shut it down and get those coaches out of your inbox, you know, again, not blowing up your phone as much. So if you want to enjoy your summer, I think now is the time. You can see a guy like Caleb Artis maybe making a move um, in that time period as well. Um, we thought Jaden Bellamy was set to announce, but he's going to announce on the second, still have him going to Notre Dame. So uh, there's going to be a bunch of movement there. It's going to be uh, It's going to be very, very interesting.
0: Uh, We will talk about all that in the next episode as well as we start to probably get some more commitment dates on the calendar. Uh, But when we continue here in the Lions 24-7 podcast, we'll just run through a few new offers that went out this weekend with prospects back on campus. Uh, The second summer session starts for Penn State this week. What does that mean for any potential transfer portal movement? And we wrap things up with a five-star mailbag question on an NCAA development in the news this week. Stay with us right here. I'm Tyler. He's Sean. This is the Lions 24-7 podcast. The conversation continues on the lines 24 seven podcast. We just went through a bunch of class of 2022 targets, commits, and what went down this weekend on campus. And uh, by the way, I think we, we kind of skipped over this. Drew Shelton was back, seemed very comfortable with those commits, Sean. I, I know people have been kind of waiting. Okay. How things go with Drew. He's on campus for the third time in June. He visited the Florida caters along the way. Um, I know that you're, you're engaged with some, some communication along with Shelton coming out of this trip. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, but. Seems like Penn State was able to really set themselves up well with Drew Shelton. Three three visits in one month for a kid who's now going to school in Florida. That's significant, and two of them have come since he – Checked out Gainesville.
1: I would agree with that. I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where you had him in for the official last week. And I think it went a long way. But just getting him back before the dead period, you know, getting him to just just having him here instead of having him elsewhere. Can't say enough about that. And then getting him around the commits, getting him around the other guys. He looked very comfortable out there, throwing you know, playing around with Caden and Saunders and, and those other guys. By the way, Jerry, he's Cross. an athlete. Jerry Cross, man. I don't know Ooh, if you saw him or yeah, not. Yeah, I
0: saw him. I saw him.
1: 6'5", plus, nearly 260 pounds. He's a big dude, and he does not yeah. look 260. He looks about 240. So I
0: thought he was um, somebody's dad, uh, yeah. and then I realized, oh, no, Jerry Cross finally got to campus. I am going to be speaking with him today, and I know that that's a visit that he was excited for, but I think a lot of the commitments who will live closer to campus they understood how frustrated it must've been for Jerry and and what a great welcome to your future campus moment for him.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, But uh, yeah, he was, he was bigger than I expected him to be um, which is a good thing. Um, You know, I don't, I don't know that we're ready to start the conversation. Is he an offensive tackle? No, we're not. doing. He's that, not a wide receiver. Uh, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's, he's not a wide receiver. He's not a 210 pound uh, wide receiver. So, um, so that's good. But uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see those guys. I'm trying to think, run through that in my head. Uh, Cause we've seen a bunch of these guys on campus earlier in June for unofficials for camps and yeah. things like that. No, Ken Talley,
0: I can tell you if, if we're to say, is he a linebacker or, or an edge rusher? I, I, I can tell you, it looks like an edge rusher to me based on, you know, getting, getting a chance to get eyeballs on him in person. I'm thinking, You have seen him more recently than I, maybe, maybe not. I know Brian Doan did. Um, And then the other guy would say uh, Darius Clemens, very well put together. You look at the six foot three, 205 pound uh, profile on 24 seven sports and you see him in person and you match that up with the way he moves on film. That is really impressive. And I think the one guy that even some of the commitments I heard were were raving about in terms of the physicality and, uh, and just the sheer size of his arms uh, was the linebacker out uh, of Brooklyn. And, and all of a sudden that name is Moses Walker. Moses Walker almost missed, yeah. yeah, Moses Walker, who was on campus and Rutgers is involved there. We mentioned Southern Cal put out a late offer there. Uh, this is a kid who looks like he's <laughs> been on college campus for a couple of years already.
1: Yeah, I will say Clemens does look like he looks like a linebacker, man. He looks like a, mm-hmm. a like a junior in college type linebacker. He's a thick kid. Um, so it would be interesting to see his development over the next couple of years. I think they impressed him as well. So um, it's it's going to be a long uh, a long ride for that one, especially with him being on the West coast, but um uh, great relationship with Stubblefield. You've mentioned this, the thing with Saunders. And I think that that's, uh, you know, that's, that's good. It's, um, it, it kind of takes us into our next uh, our next segment here because we've got some new offers this weekend. Penn state's got commitments from at receiver from Caden Saunders, from uh, Makai flowers, from Anthony Ivey, from Tyler Johnson. And I, we listed flowers here just because he's part of that. Uh, so they don't need any more receivers, right? Hmm.
0: Except maybe they do. Amari Evans uh, up from Texas goes home with uh, an offer. This is one where you're doing the wide receiver slash DB slash athlete slash. Could they really sign another wide receiver in this class?
1: Yes. I I told you in the mailbag last week, take them all. Uh, Especially if they run four, three, that, that seems to be Mm -hmm. an asterisk that we put at the end there um, because four threes, they don't, come around very often. Omari Evans came up uh, from Texas this weekend on an unofficial visit, got to work out for the staff. One of those unofficial workout type things, not, not so much the camp, um, but really blew him away. Saturday morning, um, you know, he he had a great workout, four threes, uh, I think four four high four ones in the shuttle. Um trying to think what numbers he gave me. Um but on that frame he's about six foot. So th- there's a lot to like there. And I know they just you know they keep seem seem to keep just adding uh receivers, but they're trying to add speed here. They're trying to add athleticism. You look at what they've got in the receiver room right now. Of course Caden Saunders is a fast guy. That's all incoming. Um, but uh you know not a ton of, of, of burners in there. So be interesting to see what the direction he goes. He's taken official visits to um, Vanderbilt, Rutgers, and I think there's one more in there, Baylor maybe. Um, so it, he's going to sort of tap the brakes there and, and we're going to see what that offer does for him. For me, like looking at that recruitment for him to come up on the last weekend of of June for an unofficial visit really says that you know he's very very interested in Penn State, very interested in what uh, they're able to do because at that point you can just pack it up, maybe take an extra official or something like that and see where see where you stand. but uh, very intriguing name coming out of the weekend.
0: Uh, A few other names to now know, Uh, 2023 wide receiver Ronan Hannafin out of Massachusetts, Uh, 2024 cornerback Jaden Coleman out of Alabama, and then 2024 quarterback CJ Carr out of Michigan, the grandson of former Wolverines head coach Lloyd Carr. Uh, Interesting there, uh, but, but we're seeing Penn State work its prospect camps, get some eyeballs on guys, and you see three different cycles get offered here.
1: Yeah. And Friday, in addition to the seven-on-seven camp, so they have those days where you can have quote-unquote evaluation days. So you can have camps, you can have seven-on-seven, you can travel to satellite camps. So they- sort of plugged in a little mini camp on Friday morning. Uh, CJ Carr got offered out of that. Ronan Ronan Hannafin from Massachusetts got offered out of that one. Um, He was on campus on Thursday for an unofficial visit. So um, very interesting how they've uh, they've worked these things around. And and I don't want to say there's more camp offers than ever because it's about the same, but it just seems like coming out of these camps, even though they might not be as loaded as we expected, they did get a, a quality look at some prospects, especially the younger guys.
0: It's got to feel a lot better for for this coaching staff to extend offers after evaluating a kid in person uh, instead of second, third-hand information and going off of virtual stuff. And a nice step forward for Penn State and able to do that. And these guys were the beneficiaries with new scholarship offers. Sean, from recruiting to transfer portal, which has been big for Penn State here in the 2021 off season, uh, six scholarship transfers already uh, part of the plans for 2021. Defensive end, Arnold Abakade, defensive tackle, Derek Tangelo, defensive backs, John Dixon, and A.J. Litton, who we mentioned coming in, former Florida State player last week, running back John Lovett, an offensive lineman, Eric Wilson. Um, we had our second summer sem- uh, semester session starting this week at Strugg- Penn State. Struggled,
1: struggled with that one there, guy. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, yes. Second semester session at Penn State, uh, whatever it's called, it's happening, and it's starting this Wednesday, um, and th- that means something in the classroom, but it means something for the football roster, too.
1: Yeah, with uh, with those guys coming in, I mean, I, you have last call for transfers. I don't think there's necessi- uh, necessarily. And now, as as I screw up and stumble over myself, I don't think there's necessarily ever a last call. Um, you know, you want to get these guys in as early as possible. But you know, we've been tracking quarterback all off season. I mean, I don't see anything particularly on the radar unless they're keeping it under the uh, under the, that. You know, which is certainly possible as secret as they've been about uh, quarterback recruiting and things like that. Um, but yeah, you've got these six guys in, you seem to be hovering right at that 85 mark. Um, you know, you got that scholarship back with Nate Bruce, but you still are right there. So I think you're probably more fighting the 85 number than you're fighting anything else right now.
0: Yeah, and, and I said this last week, but Mike Jersich wasn't gonna close the door on the transfer portal quarterback addition uh, edition here, as you would think. Yeah, that would probably be what he would tell us. Uh Uh, We'll see. Well, that door is open. Does anyone walk through it? Is there is there a match for the Penn State coaching staff? Days are dwindling, and right now you're still carrying those three scholarship quarterbacks, and that is going to be a major storyline. Sean, five star mailbag time. I think. Okay, ready to get there? All right. This is one that, that lines up exactly with what the NCAA is, is going through this week. And it's, if you f- have figured out what the NCAA is, is going to do going into July, uh, you're ahead of the curve because I'm not quite sure, but the, the name, image and likeness, it, it, that countdown ends July 1st, right? Sean. So state by state. Uh, you're and, and you're laughing because I'm trying to explain something I don't even understand
1: No, I'm laughing because that that uh, that sort of notes graphic has popped up on so many recruits and players oh, and yeah. <laughs> everything like that on Twitter. so I'm first I'm I'm you know my heart jumps out of my chest is is somebody decommitting is somebody entering the transfer portal? is somebody doing something newsworthy? No, it's just the name image and likeness stuff so no nope, they'll we'll just tweet back, about your product. go back to the next thing so that'll be yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that that, that that that's something to keep in. I mean, you may see just here in the next few days, you may see some college athletes here at Penn State across the country start tweeting out advertisements, and uh, so something to get used to. But but here, th- there's a question that's very specific to Penn State, and let's jump into it. Do you guys think that the NIL will adversely impact Penn State recruiting because the program does not have names on jerseys? Do you think that we will see names on jerseys at Penn State for the purposes of branding and recruiting? And additionally, what does Penn State maybe have at its advantage with this whole thing?
1: Well, you can answer the first, the last question first. We talked to Andy Frank a couple of weeks ago about what Penn State has at its advantage. And I think the, the, the Alumni Association is the selling point in terms of You know, folks with businesses that want to, you know, contribute and and figure out a way to make these players a part of their advertising and things like that. I think that certainly could go a long way. And I think that they'll lean on that heavily. I don't know, you know, you've got a, a nice base here in Central PA, but you're thinking like Philly, Pittsburgh, New York. Places like that where you can actually get more out of uh, of going that far and, and, and doing that sort of thing. So I think that, that they're going to lean heavy on the alumni. thought it was very interesting. Um, Matt Fortuna, who's a Penn State grad covering uh, the National College football now, uh, I believe for the Athletic, tweeted out that Illinois is going to have something where they're opening their doors to local business people to answer their questions about name, image and likeness and what they can do to sort of, quote unquote, help the program and and figure out what they can do to expand their products and and get college athletes involved. So I think that's fascinating. I'm curious to see if Penn State sort of follows suit. The first part of the question. Honestly, this is the first time I've ever thought of that. <laughs> I mean the names on the It's jersey a really thing.
0: interesting question I had not thought of because this is all about individual brand recognition and be able to cash in and maximize you well, versus seen- the versus the Penn State logo versus uh, the Alabama logo or whatever school you play for. So it is an interesting, you know, concept to throw this question our way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like like I said, I hadn't thought of it before. But I guess it makes sense. I, I don't know that the names are coming back and you know, I think players would like it. I think some coaches would like it. Um, you know, the traditionalists probably wouldn't, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I I really don't know. That's like I said, that's just, that's some out of the box thinking. We appreciate that definitely. Um, but I think if you look at what they've done over the last year, they've made their players, more marketable they've you know been tweeting individual players also tweeting um and instagram with with their handles their um you know their their social media handles and things like that and that's what's going to drive up their value in terms of their reach in terms of how they can get the the advertisements out or whatever like that so i think they've done a nice job in building personal brands i still think they can do more but i think they've done a nice job in building personal brands but i i mean it, the guy's right i don't, i don't know who asked the question but you know that's certainly something to 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 look into to ask I, I don't have an answer for you I'm sorry but that's that's certainly not really something that I was thinking in 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 my sort of particular box here
0: This one, this one came up from RJ Knit Lion who dropped his question up on uh, Ah, Apple Apple Podcast. (laughs) So, and you can of course drop your five star mailbag question up on Apple Podcast. uh, Leave a five star rating and review uh, with your commentary. And I I will just say this: Penn State. uh, I think when you look at metrics, and uh, they're usually pretty high up in the social media presence, the ability to promote internally their players. So, if you can come up with some partnerships at the local level, at the national level, and, and use that to promote your guys from your social media accounts. I don't know exactly how that all is going to play into the NIL and, and, and what players can actually get into their bank account at the end of the day. But I, I do think that Penn State's going to play a lot of football in the spotlight. I mean there, there's a lot of programs where what can you do locally? What, what can the local community do for you? You can tap into a real national opportunity here at Penn State. I mean that's that's the case for a cluster of college football programs, but there's certain schools at the FB at the FBS level, even at the power five level where you can go and you can be a, a star, you can break program records, but you're really not going to be someone in that national spotlight. If you come to Penn State and you're a star, you're going to be featured, you know, uh, heavily across national platforms. We've seen it with recent stars that have come through uh, the the campus. So I think that's one thing uh, where Penn State, because of its history, because of its brand recognition, there is a bit of a built-in foundation, a floor, maybe you could say, in terms of what you can earn and the exposure you can get just because you're starring at a program like Penn State.
1: And there's your Penn State name, image, and likeness pitch from the <laughs> Rutgers grad. I'm surprised you didn't go international because you can get Jesse some uh, some deals up there, and you know maybe the German some, some the ortances. German uh, yeah.
0: influence on the roster now there for Penn go. State. Yeah, yeah. Always well, thinking.
1: Well,
0: yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot more because we have a, we still quite frankly have a lot to learn, and I think the NCAA still has a lot to learn about their own policy on the subject. So something I like, to figure I like the out. Tweet,
1: <laughs> I like the tweet last week that the NCAA, when this comes out, it's going to be just full of ambiguous language and gray area because that's. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) what the NCAA does. So that'll, that'll be fun to, to, to sift through.
0: Yeah. Again, I think you stay tuned by the, by the time you get through the end of this week, you're going to see some things pop up on Twitter where you're like, Hmm, it's a college football player advertising and making money from, just him. Uh, it's going to be something different. I don't know if it's going to be initially as much of a home run as everyone thinks, but it's going to get there. Uh, I'd imagine, Sean, it's going to change things up quite a bit. And, and I would say Andy really forecast that for us when he joined the show. So uh, Andy's words, I think, carry a lot of weight. And, and I think what we'll see from the NIL and Penn State's handling of it, um, it we're just t- tip of the iceberg conversation at this point. Let's yeah. uh, l- let's move forward. I know that I've got to get some interviews. You've got to get to some stuff. We'll be back with the second episode this week. We'll talk about whatever commitments are on the radar for us. And we'll also get into a conversation with a visitor who was in Penn state this past weekend. You'll hear from him. You'll hear from us. That's next time on the lions 24 seven podcast.